0: up Slashers and Survivor Girls. Welcome back to another edition of Creepin' It Real Horror Cast. <sighs> I know this is like our third episode in from the reboot, but dang, it feels good to say that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna say that for a while, so just bear with me.
1: You know, you just say it in the shower, just like, hey, welcome back Slashers and Survivor Girls. <laughs>
0: ah, gives the warm fuzzies. Oh yeah.
1: But we got Mistress Meg in the good buddy lunchbox. <sighs> we're, yep. ready, we're ready for some more for uh, some more nightmare
0: ready yeah
1: mm. ready Freddy? <laughs> oh god why'd you have to pull that out i knew that was gonna come at some point and I'm like jesus
0: christ i'm sorry is there a problem with that
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> ready Freddy?
0: well if you're done bitching yeah well- go ahead and join us on social media facebook instagram and slasher at creeping it real if you would like any input on a potential future series or franchise that you'd like us to talk about? You can email us at creepinitreal.cm@gmail.com at And uh, as always, we have merch available at creepinitreal.redbubble.com or hit the link in the Instagram bio to get all of your sweet merch needs. Just a reminder, it is back to school time, so you know what that means, mom, dad. Buy
1: goddamn shirt.
0: Get your kid kicked out of school. <laughs> no, all my stuff's pretty tasteful. Perfectly tasteful. Yeah. There's a a big old kitty.
1: I actually really like that that design. It's that old school, like, 1970s Halloween, like, black cat thing. It's pretty cool. I like that one. I dig it. Of course you do. Oh, yeah. Because I made the damn thing.
0: Right. Preferences. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, this week we are still hanging around Springwood. Um, And then next week we're going to be taking a little bit of a break in honor of Lunchbox's birthday. For some unknown reason, he wants to just knock out jaws the revenge so we're gonna take a little uh we're gonna take a little side quest yeah. into doing that and then we'll pick back up with west craven's new nightmare i after. just
1: I, I just felt bad that we just built up dumpster fire so much and then all of a sudden just we just we didn't deliver fully so i was, like, I
0: was relieved
1: no i uh, there, there was a good reason but at the same time i was like you know what I was like as a fan of something the like if if I was a fan listening to this show and I got built up like that I was like you know what I want to hear I want to hear lunchboxes blow a gasket like <laughs> it's just like over the bullshit that he talks about all the goddamn time
0: You know what I think I'm going to yeah. do I'm going to go way the other way and try to defend this movie I hope you do I will I, I think I'm going to make it my mission to find ways to defend, yes. Jaws the Revenge, just to have the point-counterpoint thing going on.
1: And that way I can go, fucking bullshit! And just like, yeah, no. That's- yeah,
0: for those that are waiting around for him to really blow it, it's going to be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that that's going to be... But that's next week. Yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting one for Shears.
0: But you mentioned before we get into Dream Child that there was something that you have discovered that you wanted to talk about. Yes.
1: So um, this kind of is. Uh, I mean, I do play a lot of video games, and uh, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, and I come across a lot of you know gameplays and things like that. And because of like I watch a lot of that stuff, there was something that um, recently came out. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it too much or, you know, spoil anything for anybody, but there was a video game out that's called The Quarry, and at first, um, like, I, I would take my kids into GameStop, and I would see, like, the posters for it, and I was like, okay, it's, you know, it's another, it's just a camp counselor game, like, it didn't, nothing, not, it didn't really seem like anything that was anything special. However... I came across a bunch of like uh, YouTube, you know, you know, YouTubers playing it, and it blew my mind. It is one of the coolest cinematic video games, and it's not a, like a first person shooter. I mean, there's a couple of like third person uh, spots, but uh, do you remember those old kind of like book series where you got to choose the path?
0: Yeah, it was Choose Your Own Adventure ending or something like that.
1: That's what The Quarry is. It is a horror movie based game where you choose the path and there are like hundreds of different paths to to follow. Oh,
0: so you, there's so many different combinations. You
1: could kill all the characters in the game by just choosing a certain situation. Or you could
0: huh.
1: have all the characters survive. And it is a um it's a it's a monster game i don't want to spoil like what kind of monster it is if you haven't seen it whatever
0: but there's monsters but
1: there's definitely monsters and there's a creepy family uh you go to hackett's quarry um that's where this camp is and you follow all these camp counselors so it's kind of got like this friday the 13th kind of vibe to it but the thing that blew my mind is how good the graphics look i showed uh a friend of mine that was you know we were talking about the game and i showed them a screenshot of it and they thought it was like an actual like just a photo of the person like it looked that good and one thing too that i thought was really awesome was that the cast for this game is incredible and it's got like um it's got Skyler, uh, uh was it gizmondo i believe is how you say it um He's been in all types of stuff. Uh, he's uh, was it Danny McBride. Like he's in, they always do stuff together. Uh, but it also has Ted Raimi, and Ted the Raimi, other Raimi. Yeah, Ted Raimi actually does a bitchin' job in this game. Hmm. Fucking fantastic. Uh, and some other notables that one that I actually like is uh, uh, Justice Smith. I like him because he was in the Pokemon. Uh, movie. It was Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Yes. So he was good. Um, and I mean, there's a bunch of like, I mean, there, you know, people that have been in like TV shows and things like that. Nothing that's like been, you know, super big. But David Arquette is also in this, and it he also does a fantastic job as well. But the reason that I kind of bring up this game along with the you know, Friday movies is at the end of our IMDb list, we also have. Lynn Shay, and she is probably one of the best characters in this goddamn, like, video game.
0: Um, um, the cast is list like, is really good. Siobhan Williams, Skylar Gizondo, Ted Raimi. Yeah. Um, Justice Smith, Brenda Song, Ariel Winter, David Arquette, Ethan Supley, Lance Henriksen, Lynn Shay. There's a few others in here that I've seen in, like, bit parts on assorted TV shows. So it's got a sweet little voice cast for sure
1: yeah i mean it's 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 really cool and i like the the fact that it's not uh your like a typical horror game Mm -hmm. and it's one that you i mean it is a very slow paced kind of game and but there are times where like i said it's like you choose a an option and it you could fuck everything all up so
0: you really don't know where skylar gizondo is From Because you've watched a lot of the stuff he's been in, and most recently, a TV series that he was in.
1: Oh, yeah. He was in the, um, uh, was it the,
0: um... He was in, he's Gideon in The Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, The the Righteous
1: Gemstones. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's where, um, like, my brain's kind of shutting off today, but it was like... But, I mean, he's in, like, all types of stuff, but, I mean, it's just, uh... I mean, and he's he's a fantastic little actor, but it was just...
0: He was in both of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yep. Um, he was in Cur- he did an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, he was in The Santa Clarita Diet, uh, the Wet Hot American Summer TV miniseries. He was in one of the Night at the Museum movies. Uh, he did a couple of episodes of Once Upon a Time. Um, he was in the Three Stooges movie
1: yeah I remember that he was young
0: Mo (laughs) poor Uh, kid yeah mostly he looks like he's done some he's done a couple of the buddies videos when he was a kid he was B-Dog the voice of B-Dog
1: what was the um, I remember him being uh, a very very young kid in a a movie but like it was uh,
0: he's done a lot of TV
1: yeah uh, that's probably where I really remember him but yeah most recently it was the Righteous Gemstones uh, which is a fantastic show um, mm. But yes, but no. The just if you like, I'll have to show you the screenshots or like show you clips of it, just because I think that'd be something that you would be get you know into, because you're not a big gamer. However, something like that where it's you're literally watching a movie and you get to choose the path, I think that would be something that you'd really be uh, be into. Plus, having you know all these you know kind of like icons showing up, like Lance and. Uh, david arquette and stuff like that and and they actually do a really good job so it's they did a it is a fantastic game so high, high praise from this kid
0: interesting to look yeah. into um so i can't segue back into it but we're gonna jump right back into the dream child yeah. uh hot take on this one this was better than dream master really really
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> i Discuss. did i did not see that coming at all um typically i prefer part four over part five like generally um this time around upon this most recent rewatch, i don't know if it's because i was watching it with my boyfriend or if i was just just because i hadn't watched it in so long but fully paying attention to it i think i prefer part five over part four interesting i think it's because okay so both of these both of those movies are the ones that are the most linked together. Three, four, and five all kind of form this weird little trilogy in the middle of the movie the, the movie franchise.
1: Which I do also really appreciate, because that just shows that it's not like f- like Friday the 13th, where they're just like, oh, no, we're just doing something completely different. Yeah, no... uh,
0: well, that's not true. Friday the 13th basically was the same movie over and over again until they killed Jason.
1: No, but but most of the time you get a horror movie, and they do that. For Nightmare, that's actually one of the reasons why I do love the franchises because they do try to keep things
0: you know, somewhat together. You know. sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, very loosely. The so the, this, this is the forming of sort of mid mid series trilogy with three, four, and five. Um, I like that there is we we come back to Alice and Dan. I like that there is con- a continuation of the Freddie origin story in this. But what I like the, and the part four and five specifically, both of those movies were basically made on the fly.
1: Oh, God. It,
0: they so. both started with either a loose outline for a script or just no script at all. Outside of like a couple of notes scribbled on a bar napkin. Um, they had... Brand new directors um, in this one. Let me get the pertinence up so that we can go over those. Um, I don't know. I just like the creative left turns that they made in this movie. They definitely were throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. This was definitely one of those movies where it's it just, it's bonkers. It's absolutely banana pants. Uh, so the Nightmare on Elm Street. Part well, there's no. It's not actually part five. There is no number on the poster, but Nightmare on Elm Street: Dream Child was released on August 11th, 1989. It was made for a budget of approximately six million dollars. It ended up grossing 22.1 million ish worldwide. Um, it was written by a whole hodgepodge of directors, uh, not directors of writers, um, but credited is John Skip, Craig Spector, and Leslie Bowen. Uh, with characters from Wes Craven, it was directed by Stephen Hopkins, who famously directed Predator Two,
1: which is fucking awesome. It's got Gary Busey in it.
0: Woo! All the teeth. <laughs> it stars Robert england as Freddy Krueger, Lisa Wilcox as Alice, Kelly Jo Mintner as Yvonne, Danny Hassel as Dan, Erica Anderson as Greta, Joe Seely as Mark, um, Beatrice Bepple as Amanda Krueger and Whitby Hertford as Jacob. There are no small up-and-comer cameos in this um, at all. So this is the one that most fans point to where the Nightmare on Elm Street series jumps the shark horribly. I, yes, but in a super fun way, I really do. I think the fact that there was no roadmap Means that they were just taking turns as they went and I'm like, well, wherever we end up, we end up. Um, but I do like the skeleton of the ideas in this movie. I like the. I like that they're sort of addressing teen pregnancy and uh, very subtly addressing the abortion issue, um, I re- which is very pertinent now.
1: Gee, holy shit, is it? Are you, you ain't Whistling Dixie.
0: Yeah. So at the time of recording, there's a huge SCOTUS overturn.
1: And if you have no idea what the hell we're talking about,
0: Google hell, it. Come on. People. We're not. This is not the show for that. So <laughs> anywho, uh, some weirdly, kowinky Dinkle on the timing there. Yeah. So they, so is teen pregnancy, mental health, which most of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies seem to address mental illness, just by the nature of Freddy being a dream demon and haunting teenagers' dreams. Yeah, and there's a lot of visual things in the movie that are—they really do keep it interesting. There's only three kills. It's the lowest body count of the entire series.
1: Which, like, when it's actually told—like, when I—I watched the movie, and for some reason that seemed very off to me. Whereas, like, it being such a low body count. And we were watching Dead Meat, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's only three kills. I'm like, no, there, no, there, there had to be more.
0: Nope. There had to be more. It was just Alice's friends Jeez. and her baby daddy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I liked, but the three kills, none of them were duds. They were all really well done. And the unrated cuts of all of those kills just added a little extra seasoning on top. I really do think that they made the most of the murders they were committing, which sounds weird when I say it out loud like it does it doesn't sound as creepy in my head
1: <laughs> it's uh yeah you don't want to say it too loud in public there but no. hey, you know but you know but but it works I, but we're talking about horror movies we're a horror movie podcast so uh deal with it
0: yeah things get all twisty and creepy around here so i like the things that they are addressing i like the twists and turns that this movie takes even though some of it is like you kind of sit back and go where are we going with this um, it makes no sense. It's bananas. Uh, but it, it's a fun kind of bananas, which I really appreciate. Uh. Those are like my general thoughts on
1: Yeah, it. see, for, for me, I have, I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. And this is, this is probably next to the Freddy's dead, my, probably one of my least favorites. And yeah, You're I, not the
0: only one that feels that way. No,
1: and I, and I remember this, this kind of had like this phantoms. Because when, when I was younger, I had your mentality is what you have right now, where I felt like I liked it more because of the concepts that they were bringing. For me watching this for the podcast, I continuously had the phrase going, oh, that's cool. Oh, you ruined it. Like the whole. And
0: cycling through time. that the whole time. Because
1: I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, you fucking ruined it. <laughs> and it's like, there was so many, much of that that it ruins the movie for me. Huh. And like, and, and case in point, Dan. I don't know if. Let's just go ahead and get into, into some of the deaths. Dan's death was probably one of the coolest deaths. For Nightmare.
0: In the franchise, In yeah. the franchise.
1: Because not only was it that Freddy was just fucking with him the whole time, that's what Freddy's supposed to do. It's not that he just kind of gets in and just goes for kills. Like, I mean, he's like, he needs to marinate in that fear. Because he's, I'm, I'm fine with you, you're fucking asleep, I got time, let's do this.
0: Well, yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't, he's got all the time in the world, why rush it?
1: So the whole thing of like Dan in his truck, and all of a sudden he listens to the radio, and his mom bitching about Alice and and all that, and then all of a sudden Freddie's in the in the passenger seat, and he grabs the the bottle. Bad year, Dan. And that's where you ruin it because of like okay, so you're you're fucking with Freddie. Dan has yet to encounter Freddie, mm-hmm. so he has no idea exactly what he's in for. He just knows that his his girl has this big problem with He's this a dude. Is kind meet of Freddy. Freddy? Did
0: he meet Freddy? In part 4. He was on he was on operating table. He
1: did that's right but it wasn't like it was like really quick and then he kind of came out of it and then they they fought. So he didn't really get a lot of FaceTime with them. But now when he get, came back and then Freddy did the whole like crazy thing where he pours the champagne on his arm and it just turns to acid and then yeah. he just rips it off and I'm like, "Okay, that's just Freddy just" having some fun and, you know, mutilating his own body to sure, creep, creep Dan out. But then, out of nowhere, the scene, like, it was kind of like they're like, oh, no, we fucked up. We need to redo it again. And then they do the whole thing where they stop it and then they get him outside and he gets on his motorcycle to go away. And then they do almost the same thing but on a motorcycle. And I was like, and then that scene is cool because you're getting all the wires and they basically turn him into a Cenobite from Hellraiser
0: yeah it was very Clive Barker-y the way that that looked and it looked great oh it it looked
1: bitchy and I was like oh my god this looks fucking cool and then Freddie does all of his terrible one-liners and I'm like oh you fucking ruined it yeah like this boy I mean granted they they took the line from Dan's dad earlier this boy's got a need for speed which doesn't really make sense for him being a football player but whatever And then Freddy says it and it's just, it sounds even worse. Mm -hmm. And then the whole like, uh, oh, what is it? The, what was another one of those lines where it was like,
0: well, this boy has the need for speed was one. And then
1: he has like two or three of them and that's one scene. And it's just like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. This was the most egregious use of Freddy one liners in pretty much the entire series for all the faults of Freddy's dead. They were much more minimized in that movie compared to this one.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was more of like they were really trying, like they didn't have much for Freddie to do or, or, or I guess really to say. So they were like, oh, here, throw out a one-liner and then cackle and then that's it. But that was the thing was like, okay, so Dan turns into a cyber monster motorcycle thing. He's a
0: bionic motorcycle man.
1: And then all of a sudden, turn around, like, then you get shitty Freddy one-liners, and it just ruins it. And it's just, but, like, it's that throughout the movie. (laughs) It's just, like, it's bad.
0: It's bad. That one, that one in particular, Dan's death, was butchered by the MPAA. Yeah. That one was the one they kind of had the most choppy choppy with. So while yes it looks cool in the finished product it was even better if you watched all the uncut stuff which is super cool but yeah they did they made the most of their time with the kills they made the most of mm, 90 ish percent of the special effects minus whatever the fuck they were doing with freddy krueger
1: did um so did they actually do like a director's cut for that no okay. I didn't know, because I, I know that we had, like, the Blu-ray for it. You can get it.
0: I think there's deleted scenes, and then there's also... They... In the Never Sleep Again documentary, they filled all of that back in to show you what the f- completed...
1: That's what I remember seeing.
0: Yeah, the completed okay. shot was supposed to look like before it got... Because they had a side-by-side where it was the edited shot, and then the actual camera shot, and what that was... The differences between That's the what I mean. And
1: if you have not watched that documentary... Do yourself. Just just go just go watch it. Gonna, it's, it's, it's fantastic.
0: Yes, but I'm going to amend that. If you can get it, a disc copy, get the disc copy because the special features are 100% worth it. Um, it's a lot of time invested. I want to say the actual full-length documentary itself is between four and five hours long, but it's all super interesting. But in the special features, they have um, some extra things in there, including... An entire section that was cut out of everybody talking about the remake. Because it had dropped just months before the remake had come out. Um, So if you can get it at your hands on a disc copy, which I think is out of print now because it came out in 2009, definitely do it. But if you can't, um, it's available on YouTube or it's streaming occasionally. It Mm, it used to be on Shutter.
1: Mm. I
0: think you can rent it on Amazon now. Or buy it on a digital copy yeah, on Amazon. But still,
1: like, do yourself a justice and go watch it. It's yeah, fun. it's
0: it's an interesting watch. So the, but I, the Dream Child definitely took some risks, uh, wild risks. I just can't. The thing that really kind of gets me is that they were flying without a net the whole time. They didn't even have, they had it. The germ of the idea from Sarah Risher, one of the producers, who was pregnant at the time. And that's what got the ball rolling on this whole idea of Alice being pregnant and babies dreaming. And then Freddie having the ability to get at other people through a fetus dreamscape. Okay. Yes, I do believe that babies have dream activity whilst in utero. However, they're not. Huh? Like, it's a really cool idea. It's a super cool idea having these psychic connections and having Freddie have this ability to pull people in and out of the dreamscape through a baby. However, prior to this, the only way he was able to do that was through Kristen and then through Alice. So are we suggesting that... and, And at the end of part four, it seemed like once freddie was defeated alice didn't have those powers anymore so are we to say that somehow an embryo through osmosis like absorbed kristen's dream power
1: well no i mean if if, think about it through this timeline okay so with with kristen she had her dream abilities Mm -hmm. right and even after freddie was gone she was still able to get kincaid and joey
0: well that was because she had that dream power well before freddie was a thing.
1: Exactly. So that 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 should just be a thing and then when Kristen f- fantastically gives her powers over to Alice <laughs> in the most weird way, like she so Alice then takes it on. And then with Dreammaster, she's taking on all the abilities and all they're doing that whole thing where she's able to pull her friends into her dreams. And she's able to do that. huh Well, now with Dream Child, the way that I saw it was that those abilities were still there, but she was kind of transferring them through her child. Like they were... Like it was coded in
0: her DNA now? Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. That Like it was, it was... They were transmitting through each other, and it was kind of working as one. So the baby would sleep, and then that ability was able to go and fuck with people it just it it, the whole thing and that's the only explanation that i would have you are grasping
0: at straws but i got nothing better they
1: were doing that the whole goddamn movie again that was something where i'm like that's a cool idea
0: but you fucked it up at least it was consistent though like the dream power for the baby was consistent yeah sometimes those things are not very consistent (laughs)
1: <laughs> but she never actually did that thing of pulling people into dreams. It was somehow that person may have already been asleep and then Freddie went to, to mess with them. So there wasn't uh, necessarily... Well, in,
0: in Dream Child, no. There were, people were awake and getting pulled into these dreams.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, no. That's...
0: Yvonne was a good example of that. She was going. She was on a diving board.
1: That's right. No, yes. everybody was awake. So that makes it even worse...
0: Like, Alice was on her way, or she was on her way to work, and she got pulled into a dream.
1: Yeah. And uh, Yvonne, I, I would say that uh, Yvonne, um, she, well, she was on the diving board, but then Greta, she was at the dinner table with her mom, and I think she just fell asleep at the dinner table.
0: She might have nodded
1: off. I, I feel like she may have uh, nodded, because like, you could tell like she was bored, and she was out of it, and like... I'm flailing.
0: I had an idea. I had a thought. And this is how it makes a little bit more sense.
1: That was fun for me to watch because just the the pop. Yeah.
0: So continue. I I want to hear this. I had a light bulb go on. Okay. So here's something that just occurred to me. So the baby could pull Alice into its dreams while Alice was awake. Yes. It was able to pull Yvonne into its dreams while Yvonne was awake. Correct? yes mm-hmm, yes however Greta Mark and Dan all fell asleep yes the baby only heard Alice and Yvonne's voices mm. so the baby only knew Alice and Yvonne there's no way the baby could have pulled the other three people into its dreams because the baby didn't know them
1: interesting yeah okay
0: because Yvonne was around every time there was some sort of baby thing going on.
1: Yeah, like she, uh, Yvonne took her to the do- uh, to the doctor and they did the ultrasound yeah. and stuff. Like, and she mean- actually worked at the hospital. In so. the
0: meantime, the other three were separated. They knew of Freddy because of Dan and Alice's interactions in the Dream Master movie. Mm-hmm. So Mark and Greta had been informed of this whole thing. And Yvonne sort of, kind of. Um, but then the other three... This is... I'm trying to think of the timeline here because it's been a few days since we watched it. Um, But, like, when right before Dan's death, they were at the party. Yeah. And it was just Alice. But after that, it was Alice and Yvonne. And it was a lot of Alice and Yvonne throughout the movie where Mark and Greta were peppered in, in like once or twice having interactions with Alice. But Yvonne was always around. So for the baby to get both of them while they were awake made sense because they had a a link of some kind. There was no because that's how Kristens worked. She couldn't pull in people she didn't know.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. That that makes it a very good explanation. I like I like the way your brain went. Yeah, well done.
0: Because I just remembered, I was like, Mark fell asleep. You get a gold star. Thank you. Mark fell asleep. Greta fell asleep. Dan fell asleep, and that's when Freddie got him. But Alice and Yvonne never fell asleep, so I'm thinking that's the only way the baby's dream power worked. Because if I think of how Kristen's, it worked for Kristen, she was only able to pull in people that she knew. She wasn't going to be able to. I mean, she probably could if she really wanted to, but she wasn't able to pull in a stranger off the street. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. President Bush. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that wouldn't work.
0: That would be real <laughs> weird. Um, so, yeah, that. That has an interesting little wrinkle.
1: I like that idea. So, I mean, it's just uh so mixing those two where the the baby kind of like uh, has absorbed the the ability. I like that Freddy kind of utilizes that. However, it's still it's one of those ideas where it's like, "Man, you guys are reaching hard." Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not pretending yeah. that's not a because
1: thing. Because they they kind of skipped over the whole Amanda Kruger thing from Dream Master. No, and, and,
0: Warriors. Or, she wasn't mentioned in Dream... Well, they skipped it in Dream Master, but it was that, Dream Warriors and in Dream Child. That's what I'm saying. It was, okay. it was
1: Dream Warriors. Amanda shows up, and she's like, Oh, you got to go and bury the body, because she was an old, old woman. And then all of a sudden, now you, you skip over Dream Master, go into Dream Child. Now you got young Amanda Kruger, and she's just... Like, you gotta find me. You gotta... Uh, gotta uh. It's
0: weird because it's been said she killed herself, which is why her body was in limbo, and they had to go free her from purgatory because it's very Catholic tones in there. Um, but yeah, that part is weird. So it's So did she kill herself as an old woman when she saw what Freddie had done as an adult? Or did she kill herself, like, in her 30s when she realized she'd given birth to demons. They, they
1: said that she hung herself after she saw what happened to freddie with all the kids so this is like so she must have been living forever and then freddie would went off and because when
0: freddie got caught he was roughly around 40 so amanda yeah. krueger older amanda krueger in part three makes Far more sense than the younger Amanda Krueger in Part Five in terms of timeline, yeah. right? But
1: and my thing is, I think it would have been a much better thing for them to maybe talk about a younger Freddie uh, because it was like, just the timeline of, of the way that uh, yeah, because if Freddie's forty years old when he starts when he gets caught, and then for her to be like, oh my god, I'm just, I, I can't handle, it. I just got to kill, I'm gonna kill myself and it's like well you're already old as dirt you could have just waited a little bit longer and then you know it's just like wow. tough to, listen it's a nun killing herself like how, how nice am I supposed to be Fair enough. no but that's what I'm like it's just one of those things where it's like the timeline just kind of is kind of funky but the picture that Mark shows uh, Alice it it's young Amanda Krueger. like that's the thing is like it almost feels like
0: that I think that's because they were trying to capture who it was when Freddie was conceived to yeah. go with all of the the baby stuff. And the
1: visuals. And, yeah, because and,
0: her... Yeah. She was supposed to be running parallel. Her story was running parallel with Alice's story.
1: Yeah. But that was the thing was... It it was still one of those, like, man, you guys are reaching because it's like, well, how how are we going to get Freddie to come back? Why is Freddie there? It's like, did Freddie somehow like fuse himself with alice or like how is he i mean yeah it's like okay well the baby's gonna dream but it's
0: what does the baby know
1: freddie yeah but where where is that gonna come back in because it's like oh well you guys the the body was desecrated or, or it was buried and consecrated and consecrated and then like they all sudden like so in dream master he comes back and he's like oh i'm eternal and It's like, okay, I got that. But now you're like, he's gone into a whole, almost like in Friday, uh, Friday, I'm an idiot. Like in Nightmare 2, shut up, don't agree with me. I didn't say anything. Um, But in Nightmare 2 where there's like a whole different kind of thing that Freddy can do with like the possession stuff and and all that. I was like, I almost wonder if they were trying to just touch on that. But it was just the, how are you bringing Freddy back? What's the reasoning for it? Is there a reasoning for it? What what is happening? It's like, oh, good idea. You fucked it up. <laughs> you, you played yourself. I
0: don't think that. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> I think it's just. I think the con. It's a cool idea. Cool enough idea, but if you stare at the seams too long, it just falls fucking apart.
1: And then the whole thing of you have to, for Amanda Crew, in order to stop Freddie. You have to find my body, play tag with me, release me, which she didn't do anything except for literally touch her. And then she just kind of was like, thank you. And then
0: went I'm off. A lot of dust. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, then she shows up and that's when like the whole thing with, with Freddie, like Freddie's afraid of Amanda Kruger for some reason. And uh,
0: it's, like, it's a darkness and light thing it's the purity part of it because a man, yes, Amanda was raped. She ended up conceiving a child out of that rape. However, she was a, still a nun. She was, there was a purity element there, um, because of all of her vows, uh, and just the goodness that usually comes with the idea of a, na- a nun. I almost said noun. Time to go to bed. Um, <laughs> who's
1: the idiot now,
0: Look, man, it's been a long fucking week, and I got
1: to get my wins in somewhere. The
0: language part of my brain is in full shutdown mode. (laughs) This
1: is a good episode, I tell you what, Mm -hmm.
0: boy. So I think it's, yeah, it's the darkness and the light. It's a purity versus, um, like a demonic energy kind of thing. It's, it's a, it's, it's a mother and son. Deal. It's kind of like a reverse Oedipus situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, like going into like what they Which did with Hamlet. Yeah, with what they did with um with Freddie's Dead. Go back and check out our episode on that hot train wreck. Uh, that's actually doing really well. Um, by yeah, the way. I'm just glad
0: we don't we've already done it, so we don't have to do it again. Exactly. Um, I think it might be a good idea to repost it.
1: No, maybe. No, it's 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 no, it's playing. People are listening to it, so it's I good. Way to go, Slashers and Survivor Girls. Um, but no, but that was the thing. Also, why? <laughs> because it's a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> but No, but that was the thing. And it has Tom Arnold in it and Roseanne. Come on. Um, but that was the thing was like where they were really making Freddy out to be more of a demon and not a person. That's kind of where I feel like they were going into, as you were saying, with like the more religious tones. Sometimes and I
0: think that they treat Freddy a bit like a vampire. Kind of. Um, Like, if he crosses holy threshold or you hit him with holy water or something, he's gonna burn up and die. It's
1: just... It's funny how, like, in Dream Masters, the final fight scene was in a cathedral. And then, I mean, again, doing that whole... That whole bit. And then in this one, he comes back into the cathedral... And then, like, there's the final showdown with Amanda Krueger and Freddy, and there's those, uh, oh, like the the one of my one scene that I will put over is when after Freddy comes back and he's like, "It's a boy," and he's got the weird fucking arm thing. I don't That's understand still... that shit.
0: Why though?
1: And that and it doesn't fix the whole goddamn movie um but anyways but like so except for for Greta's scene like it was fixed there but
0: no he had a normal arm except for that scene and then he has it where it was ripped out of his socket towards the end of the movie and then just
1: (laughs) well god I don't understand
0: but choices were made and never explained so I feel like there's a scene or something missing where he used the arm yeah but, but why the Stretch Armstrong arm? No,
1: but then I love that, like, so when he's in the cathedral and all of a sudden, like, there's that whole thing with, like, Amanda. I think it was Amanda or they were talking with Alice or something like that. And they were talking about Amanda Kruger. And he does the whole, like, we'll see, bitch. And he, like, goes off into this smoke. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really cool. I, I dig on that. Like, that's really, that's dope. But then there's the, the scene where Yvonne and he pulls her up out of the out of the water and then alice you know st- you know stakes him uh in the mouth uh like there's that that whole scene and then he goes after her, but then amanda kind of makes her presence known and he's like like shudders like he's like oh oh no i'm in trouble aren't
0: you afraid of your mom
1: no not at all my mom's a sweetheart
0: you should be afraid of your mom no like I'm- your mom's southerners all get out <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's like – but I'm a good kid. I don't have anything – I don't – I'm not a murdering psychopath. We're
0: Upside. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, you hear that? He meets the bare minimum requirements.
1: Yep. Sure do. And I can cook. But uh, but that was the thing was like – so it was just – there was dynamics of that where it was more on the, the grasp of that whole – as you were saying, like the good and evil – uh, traits, but it's I, like, almost feel like they started getting away from Freddie being once a person. What was that into... poem in The Crow?
0: A the Devil Stood? When he recognized how awesome goodness is? Something like that?
1: Oh, no, I think you're meaning, fire it up, fire it up,
0: fire it up,
1: fire it up. Fire it up! Fire it up! No. That that that's that's the line that that so you know beautiful oh. beautiful line like
0: oh yeah it's for sure poetry mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, yeah no that was the uh, I, don't know, I, I love that they they kind of started to play with that with Freddie but at the same time it was one of those like man you guys really <sighs> needed to like tighten that story up because it's again cool idea you fucked it up
0: the problem <laughs> with a lot of this is new line was super greedy and they kept trying to cash in and strike while the iron was hot and instead of giving even six months for someone to write a semi-coherent story to work off of they would immediately green light and then almost immediately put into pre-production another nightmare on all street movie this is why they were some of them were less than a year apart you got them in very quick succession through the 80s until, um, like, there was one break. Let's see, it was one in 84, 85. There was nothing in 86. So it was a break between parts two and parts three, partly because they were working with Wes Craven and trying to figure out what the fuck to do with his script. Um, and then three, four, five, and six came out all within a year or less of each other.
1: Yeah. And that that always uh, hurts. And, I mean, in another uh, franchise that I think uh kind of follow that same suit but be, they had the better production was saw every year every halloween we got a new the down, saw
0: the downside of saw was that each story started becoming consistently more convoluted yeah so instead of they had the opposite problem of nightmare on elm street they had too much script and it was getting real timey-wimey it was like Stephen Moffat was writing it for a while there. <laughs> yeah, trying to interconnect all of these parts that didn't need to be interconnected. I'm the, fucking trying. Give me a break. But um, with Nightmare on Elm Street, they went, "Yeah, make a movie." And the director would be like, "About what?" And they're like, "I don't know. Freddy Krueger in it."
1: <laughs> Sounds good. All right, done.
0: And and anything else? Uh, I don't know. Some kids.
1: He's got a shirt and a hat.
0: Don't forget the glove. Yeah. That's kind of all the notes that they would get in, a, I don't know, they would be shopping scripts all the time. And it just, it got, it got silly uh, naturally, which is why they killed him in part six, because this movie, while being incredibly profitable, it made back almost four times its budget, it was the weakest of the entire franchise.
1: And, and that's the thing where it's like, when you look at uh, like how much the, a movie is grossed, I almost feel like that doesn't justify whether or not it's actually good. Well that's and the problem is and
0: when you're when you're a businessman and you're and don't get me wrong, I'm as capitalistic as they come, but when you're a businessman and all you see is dollars and you just your next step is well how do I reinvest this and what can I do to make more of those dollars? It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's another thing too, where I've always thought where it's like if I'm watching a just a bad movie and i'm like you know what there's grown-ass people sitting there making this movie and not one person goes you know what this sucks (laughs) no i don't like this let's do this over or it's like hey your acting was horrible do it again but better this time. <laughs> like, none of that. There's no, like, Most? there's so much acting that's just like it.
0: Here's the it's thing whatever. about that, though. When you're talking big studios, or even mini-majors, the people in charge might like movies, fine, but they were never made a movie. That's not their, their business is how to make money, not how to make movies. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Will this movie make money? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, fine, green light it. If the answer is no, eh, go back and work on it. and Come back later.
1: Like, like for instance, um, I, I, like I almost feel like it was meant to be in this this vein. But I was like, our kids were watching Spy Kids, and, or uh, what was it Shark Boy and Lava Girl?
0: It was the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel. Yeah. I saw them watch, and that's all Robert Rodriguez.
1: And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my god, I I I know Robert's kind of style of movies, but it's like watching that, I'm like...
0: Look. He made Kitty Grindhouse movies.
1: I'm like, I know, but I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like, I don't even think I would have liked this as a kid. I mean, our kids like it, but it's, it's just because it's... You liked Phantom. I did like Phantom, but that's where I'm like... But I, don't, I only watched it the one time. Like, our son and our daughters watched it, you know, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, uh, a couple of times, but it's just the... Going back and I'm like the, the shitty CGI, the bad acting and it's just like did you – It was it actually meant to be this way or did you – is this the best that you guys could do and no one said, hey, this sucks and, and it, you know, raised no, a because hand. It's... It
0: was independently directed, produced and funded mm-hmm. and written all by Robert Rodriguez.
1: I mean, he had someone see-
0: to distribute. The most recent one was distributed by Netflix. Yeah, so, when
1: you get that big ass George Lopez head as the villain, Like I was like, come on. Come on, people. what What is happening here? I'm just going to go watch it's, Machete.
0: It's all a Robert Rodriguez <laughs> fever dream. Back to the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> this movie I could classify as a fever dream of some sorts. Um, the Surrealism in here was really cool they have played a little bit with some stop motion they went in real heavy freddy's makeup aside which was trash um sorry howard burger but not great no so, it was it
1: was garbage let's talk about that it, it was it was the worst i think of the entire series
0: yeah yeah it didn't look good thankfully it was mostly kept in shadows yeah but when it was fully lit it was a little i kind of sat there and thought eh, I-
1: and and this is gonna be weird because uh, I know a lot of people like the dog on it, but I actually like the remake makeup ten times better than this. Makeup.
0: I yeah, I've seen that in a couple of YouTube videos where they say, well, at least it's not the remake's makeup. I was like, I, I thought about it, and the the remake's makeup was made to look like what an actual burn victim's face would look like.
1: Yeah, it's it like, was
0: heavily modeled after that. Freddy Krueger's face was modeled after one of the the original special effects guy or the original makeup guy, fucking around with some cheese on a pepperoni pizza. What
1: I mean, it looks cool, but it's like that's not necessarily what a burn victim looks like,
0: right? But so, and so people kind of turn their nose up at the Jackie Earl Haley makeup, but I'm um, I didn't because. That's what that's supposed to look and like. I like
1: Jackie, man. Like, I, I, I dug him as, as Freddie. I thought he did a, a, hey, a pretty good job. So
0: We will get to that in I'm, a few weeks. I know, but
1: that makeup was good. I liked it. So near. Yeah. I liked Melty Face.
0: Right. But this one was kind of crap. Uh, although, it's funny because I just got a brand new TV a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you did. And uh,
0: it's big. It's a big 4K. Yeah. Um, my, my boyfriend had helped a cousin of his move some furniture and they were getting rid of this TV that they would had maybe six Well, divorce is nice because that's why they were getting rid of it because um, they were selling the house and he was like what are you doing with this and his cousin said we're getting rid of it and he goes is there anything wrong with it no can I have it because he didn't like my TV
1: Oh yeah, no your your original TV was garbage.
0: Yeah, it was a hand-me-down. So he brings that in. So I'm watching Dream Child in 4K on on a 4K screen, so ultra high def, and it's even it does not hold up. Yeah. To high def
1: at I, all. I'm gonna have to like come over here and and watch like American Werewolf in London to see if like the the werewolf transformation scene is just as good as it as what it looks on. Like. Because like my TV, like I have it's it's a high def. You know, television as most Americans have nowadays but it's not 4K but there's stuff like where it's like you have like that motion like the, the speed of it like is very smooth and but yeah it's like some of the just the special effects on here it's like
0: eh well, there it doesn't was, hold up. In the scene where the Freddy baby had broken loose and he oh, wiggles himself, we'll talk about that here in a second, Me. and he wiggles himself into the sweater and then starts to regrow as Freddy, that whole sequence, there's things I actually didn't notice. You can see his feet. Yep. I never noticed that you could see his feet before. Um, so they put the burn makeup on his feet um, and his hands. Uh, they had where it almost looked like those really long, gnarly witch fingers. On the Extendo arm, for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so
1: painful. The, like I, I don't understand the the weird <sighs> unlinked arm.
0: But the it's, Freddy baby, ugh, the Freddy so baby. Uh, I cannot decide if I love it or hate it. Some watches I really like it. I think it looks super cool. And on other watches, I'm like, oh, this is the most grotesque, awful thing I've ever seen in my life. I
1: ruined it for myself watching it this time around. Because all I could think about was Spaceballs. Why? The scene with John Hurt in Spaceballs when they're in the diner. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden the alien pops out of his chest. He does, not again. And all of a sudden it starts singing the, hello my baby. Like, that's all I could think about the baby Freddy doing because they basically did they kind of took it from aliens where amanda kruger has baby freddy and they're like oh shit like this uh hey uh um just to let you know you yes.
0: gotta be fucking <laughs> kidding me <laughs> yeah
1: and then the baby like scurries out of the door and i'm like it's fucking alien. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: that's the, a little
1: bit. But all I could think about was
0: just <laughs> doing a the little, hell of my baby. <laughs> just a little less penis shaped. Only a little, though. Oh,
1: come on, you know the, the little baby Freddy with the top hat and a cane just singing the song. Oh, but, I hear you. Oh, my God. And
0: I can picture it. I'm glad you've ruined it. Now I decided I very firmly like it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I like it now.
1: But no, I was like, I, I that's usually where my brain goes. It's just like, Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <Spinballs>. Oh
0: no. <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it.
1: But no, or
0: but, uh, did you make it better?
1: Uh, in my mind, I made it better. Right. Yeah. yeah. I tend to do that a lot.
0: But so the, the, I got a real, the, as grotesque and weird looking as it was, it was still a pretty well done Puppet. All things considered. It just it's so weird looking. The the
1: baby was the baby <laughs> in a weird sentence that fell out of Lunchbox's mouth. The weird burned babies looked pretty good from film. But it was just, Was that words? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um it it did done look pretty damn dumb doing good. Alright, um, But there was I tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Um it was just very no,
0: no, no, no. awkward. Dangle, dang Freddy baby, dangle. Dang Can we have Boom yeah.
1: Howard do our next review, please? For
0: real. Um.
1: So, but that was the thing was I, I again, it was one of those ideas. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool that they are playing around with the Freddy thing, but and just him having to do like the the regrowth or something like that. I don't. Again, it's them trying to explain how he comes back. Sure. But at the same – and also keeping it, it, you know, ties with Alice and her baby. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I like it. And it's gross. It's meant to be gross. It's meant to be awkward and, uh, you know, creepy you out, um, even if it is kind of an awkward idea.
0: Kind of.
1: But, you know, same thing. It's like, hey, this, this is actually pretty cool. So I – in a weird way I don't know if like I almost feel like they needed to make it a little bigger did you feel like it was too small for no 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 okay. it, it
0: just seems sm- I, I think it was fine in terms of size especially when you saw Amanda Kruger holding it at the end of the movie I think it was fine in that regard Okay. Um, that was not the issue it just looked smaller because it was so scrawny
1: the, and the neck was so small,
0: right yeah. that part the head
1: was big, eyes were big, neck was really small, um, and it was it was very badly burned. Someone left it on the boiler too long yeah, um, yeah. Um, one other thing that that really bothered me mm-hmm. um, they kind of abandoned the well no I guess they didn't abandon abandoned? it no no uh the boiler.
0: Oh, the boiler room? Yeah,
1: they don't really play around with the boiler room from, uh, really. I, well, I guess like they did. A, they maybe one yeah. scene in Dream Masters, but like from Dream Masters to Dream Child, they don't really go that route. They just kind of keep sticking around the Elm Street house.
0: Yeah, they made a point to somehow make the house the center of attention. Which I thought was a really weird choice. It's Nancy's house. It's not even Freddy's. Yeah. So why do we keep going back to this house and this fixation on this house? And I kind of hate that that's a thing because the house is meaningless.
1: Yeah. And, and the boiler, the only boiler room scene that I think that they you could really kind of pinpoint it as a boiler room is the Yvonne uh, scene with Alice and, um, uh, freddy in the water yeah like i think that that's the only thing that that would be close to a boiler room and it's
0: not even that they were supposed to be like in the basement of weston hills yeah something like
1: that oh also uh why does weston hills look like you know something out of a gothic horror
0: that's a great question. Like, it
1: looked like a goddamn castle that, you know, like you're waiting for Dracula to come walking out going, yeah. good evening.
0: Yeah, no, that is an excellent fucking question. Oh, look uh, at
1: the creatures of the night.
0: I have no answer for you. Look at uh, the
1: music they make.
0: And I don't even recall Weston Hills looking like that in part no. three. They had the bell tower thing. I mean, it, it right? looked
1: creepy, but it wasn't literally like a decrepit castle like it was something out of Mortal Kombat like when you go in the outworld or some shit like that Hmm. but like that was the thing was I mean it it looked bitchin looked really cool but it just made no goddamn sense Right. Um, and then the whole thing of like uh, Yvonne had to go up into the tower like (laughs) had to go find her in the tower so that means that Yvonne had to go to the hospital Mm -hmm. and then go up to that that same area
0: and find a hidden room that was bricked off
1: yeah that she's never been to before right and on top of that um there's security any no nope. I mean it was like, an there abandoned was a, building there was a the best one was, I'm like like what, oh what excuse me huh
0: no the, the building was <laughs> abandoned it had been out of use for a while
1: no but it was just like it, the whole thing was just kind of like eh?
0: My favorite, one of my favorite parts is when, um, Yvonne spends two thirds of the movie going, Alice, you're crazy. And then Friday finally gets his hands on her and she's standing there in full shock. He's real. It's all real. It's real. You're not crazy. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Just haven't, yeah, I'm trying to tell you. It's like in Lucifer. Lucifer's been telling Chloe that he's the devil the whole time. And then she finds out that he's the devil and she's like, oh my God, you're the devil. And he's like, yeah, duh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been telling you this the entire time. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was uh, that was fun as far as for that dynamic. Where, but I also love where Yvonne like kind of comes to and she's like, "Oh my god, like he is real." And then Alice is like, "It was Amanda Krueger. He's scared of her. We gotta go find her." It's like, "How the fuck do you know it was Amanda that's scared?" i like, "It was just like well, she wasn't there." And then the idea like, "Oh, we have to go find her." Uh, Squeeze me? A baking powder? Like, there was a... a, a, There was a weird transition. There was a few
0: things. There's this one scene at the beginning of the movie, at the graduation, that the way it's cut... Let's blow
1: this pop stand!
0: Well, it's like, in, in in one scene, there's people standing, like, three people standing together, and then there's a cut, and when it goes back to it, one of those people is missing, and then there's a cut, and we go to another point of view, and then another cut, and we go back, and that person came back. Yeah. And then there was, there's a lot of continuity errors, and there's one scene where Alice has the tickets to Europe in her hand. There's a cut, and then the tickets are gone. They disappeared. And then there's another cut where Dan comes up and goes, I got the tickets to Europe, and puts them in her hand. Yeah. Right. Who was drinking at the editing table? Also, there's this one really weird interaction with Greta... And Mark, and it's cut in the weirdest. But Greta pulls her gown up on her head, and she goes, "Find me a man." And then Mark's got his stupid giant lollipop, and he says, "Like fabulous" or something like that. And then she, there's no other dialogue. And she, Greta says, "Well, let me spell it out for you" or something like that. And I'm like, "Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who talks like this?" Who's been drinking?
1: Yeah. And that that also that dynamic between Mark and Greta. that ah, poor puppy. Was no, but it, it didn't make it was weird because Greta, it never really gave Mark that that attention back. Like there was never that like oh, yeah. kind of that playful back and forth. Like there was just like Greta right the graduation, but she was more focused on Yvonne and, and Alice, not necessarily Mark. Yeah, and Mark then also, of a sad puppy. yeah, and then Mark, you know, being like, oh, I actually did love her. And I was like, I, you know, but it was just weird that there was no real, even like when Alice is doing the whole, like, all right, fuck faces, listen up, Freddie's real, you're going to listen to me, and like giving them the whole, the hoorah speech. And then, but there's never this, they never actually really interact. Like, it's, it's weird.
0: Outside of the graduation scene. Yeah. Here's the thing. Out of those group of kids, none of them would have been friends with each other. You, Especially in the 80s.
1: Did you also notice that they have big similarities to the friends from the Dream Master?
0: Obviously. They're all great value brand versions of those friends.
1: Exactly. They just went, oh, hey, we, all, we need a black girl. Here you go, black girl. Yeah. Hey, so we, we have- need a hot, pretty chick. A pretty trick we need a kid with weird you know hair there's a kid with weird hair and dan and dan (laughs) (laughs) we got dan back yeah he's reoccurring
0: he's cool i like him yeah i let's just name him poochie no his name's dan poochie everyone
1: everyone go with poochie poochie all right moving on
0: right (laughs) um i think the last thing to talk about is the kid he was there. Jacob. He was okay. Yeah. He was supposed to be kind of our white rabbit. I didn't like him. Leading Alice down the rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> didn't like
0: him. He was fine. I... all I, But I saw Jurassic Park before I saw this movie. So all I see him is being the annoying kid with Dr. Grant. Who's afraid of a six-foot turkey?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I did the same thing because... Uh, when I was younger like that I saw Jurassic Park first before I saw this um and so that like when I saw it I was like oh hey it's that kid because he's got a very distinctive looking face like and, and I don't he's know looking. and it's like I almost want to like I need to go into his IMDB and see if I could like you know see if he's done anything else like oh he's done a bunch yeah
0: yeah he's done a lot He's has a pretty good filmography
1: like I almost feel like I need to go back in and and maybe revisit some of his to see, like, how, like, older him is doing. But, um... Maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, but... Eh. It was a kid.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Jacob thing I didn't like. Um... It was very odd uh, as far as, because...
0: As far as this movie is concerned? Well, that's the,
1: I mean, that's saying a lot. But the whole thing of having an older, what, like, seven, eight-year-old kid running uh, around? Uh,
0: the actor was... 10.
1: 10, When yeah. he did the
0: movie. Um, but he looked a lot younger, which I think is why they got him, because he looked like he was about 8. 7 or 8. But he was 10.
1: I kind of ruined it again for myself, much like I did with the, uh, you know, the dancing baby bit with the top hat in my mind. Oh, man. Um, the whole time, all I could think about was MC Chris.
0: Yeah, he's kind of a baby man.
1: Yeah, he kind of has like an... Like, I mean... I enjoy MC Chris. I mean, political views aside, whatever, MC Chris is fucking fantastic rapper. Go listen to his music. He's hilarious mm, as shit. And
0: I also heard his backpack's got jets.
1: Yeah, yeah, cuz he's Boba, duh, fit. But yeah, it's like the whole time I'm looking at this kid, I'm like, I just all I can see is just MC Chris. It's it's weird. But like that was the thing was with Jacob, it was it was just very odd having a 10-year-old like, out of body, like, rendition of what your actual baby is going to be.
0: I it's, like, again, I like the idea, but I don't know if I'm in love with the execution of it.
1: Yeah, again, it's a cool idea. You
0: fucked it up. <laughs> I think it was fine. I liked the idea right up until the climax, and then it was like, oh. Because when he turns and he's got the Freddy makeup on, and he's saying, "I want to learn stuff from you." Oh, so and bad. Amanda is um, Amanda is encouraging him to use his dream power, where he barfs on him.
1: Um, hey, hold on. Uh, I I think uh, what does the guy in the back back row say?
0: It's bullshit. Thank you,
1: thanks, Statler and thanks, Waldorf. Thanks, guy. Thanks, guy. I love. Yeah, you're great. So, uh, yeah, I, I also agree. Where it's just uh, with, with you know our our peanut gallery yeah peanut gallery over there the
0: fake peanut gallery yeah uh,
1: it, it was just it was just bad it was just it was very goofy and just him turning in doing the Freddy thing it was just like uh, it, it just kind of like really threw you off and then all of a sudden with mana coming in and doing like oh you use your dream power you're no no none of that stop uh, it Stop it!
0: someone get the spray bottle
1: yeah like it's just bad and then now however the scene before that where uh, like they're doing the mc escher like the, i i love that stuff like that is yeah. really cool i love the filming of that it's really innovative uh well done again awesome idea and then like when they actually have like dan come out as you know it's Freddy, and he does, like, the finger knives and stuff like that, and he tries to get at the kid, and I'm like, I was like, that's really cool, I like that. And then, then you fuck it up with the whole kid thing. It's just, come on, like...
0: Little kid Freddy. Yeah, it's
1: like, oh, like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Oh, you fucked it up again. I told you. but that was the thing was, uh, I, I like that scene where, Al, or where Freddy is actually coming out of Alice And they're doing the weird split thing. I thought,
0: at first, when I first saw this, I'm like, why is this a thing? But the more I think about it, the more I realize because of the nature of how things ended in Dream Master, it actually makes sense. And that makes Jacob's purpose make more sense. Yeah. Because Freddy has been sort of just laying dormant inside of Alice this whole time. Um, and
1: that's what I was asking earlier was like do you think it was more of like that was the way that they could get Freddy out was that Freddy somehow put a piece of himself inside of Alice
0: well that was that would be the best explanation for it because she collected everybody else
1: yeah so why not
0: Freddy and his dream power and
1: there was that one weird scene where there's the baby uh, like they're doing like the weird cyber Kind of thing where they you're seeing like the ultrasound, and then you see the weird fake baby, and then you can see Freddie behind the baby talking and saying like, "Oh, like you know, little boy's hungry, got to feed him some souls."
0: And and I liked a lot of the umbilical cord imagery that they were doing as well. Um, I heard <laughs> when we were watching a Dead Meat episode on this, and James A. Janisse is like, "Is he going down a rectum? No, it's an umbilical cord, dummy." Yeah, the that's all that that is, and because that's how. Babies are fed in utero is the connection between the mom and the umbilical cord and the placenta. Yeah. So that actually makes perfect. Weirdly, one of the few things in this movie that actually makes perfect sense.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, it's like boom, boom, that cool idea. Like I'm I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. And but and that was the whole thing with like when Freddie comes out of her and it almost has like that the thing kind of vibe where it's just you know he's stretching out of her face and I was like that's. That's really fucking cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of just takes a weird, weird turn from there. Yep. Um, and then they they try to do a little bit more with how the three people that he killed pop out of him yeah. as these weird yeah. like umbilical that's cord just a repeat like. Of,
0: it's sort of a half-assed repeat of part four, though.
1: Yeah, and that's where it's like, oh, it's it's. It's not as good, but then all of a sudden like they stretch out, and they're part of the cords of the baby, and they bring back the Freddy baby again out of the big Freddy, and then I'm like... And then
0: Amanda comes and collects it.
1: And then I have to go get
0: ibuprofen, because my (laughs) head hurts, and then it's just
1: like, and then, you know, my tum-tum hurts, and I have to go get some Sprite, and then I have to go... It's okay, I'll watch Jaws later. and And lie down. And just, you know, I'll... "Quote, Quint all night, um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be okay. I'll be I'll be fine.
0: Look, man, I didn't say it made sense. I just said it was a whole <laughs> hell of a lot of fun. So, skull rating.
1: All right, no, I want I want I'm, you're gonna give me your skull rating first.
0: Then. Uh, this one's like a three point two. Honestly, it's stupid fun. All of these night, all pretty much all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, aside from like two of them, are really stupid and not great.
1: Would you, Would you say it's more like empty calorie fun? Oh,
0: absolutely. Okay. They're it's Brain Candy B movies. Um, every now and again, you'll get a nugget of symbolism or a nugget of some thematic something or other to make you think. Um, but usually it's either incredibly ham fisted or so poorly done that there's really nothing to discuss because you're just sitting there scratching your head going, Why was that a thing? Like the abortion thing in this one. It was mentioned yeah. with Dan's parents and um, Yvonne.
1: Oh, man. I want to talk about that shit with the the parents like that. Make it quick because we're running I know, out of time. No, so I love that Alice's dad. They kind of they twisted it from being the complete drunk and the asshole from he sobered up. Yeah, to the sober. I was like, you know what? Best character, like best, best character, character arc. Best character arc, just because it's like, man, you you could tell like he's like I'm afraid to be around other people because I just don't it's like I don't want everyone to think that oh I'm just the drunk or whatever but he's like you could tell he's actually trying mm-hmm. he wants to be there and then the when the shit happens with Dan's parents and they're just like oh we don't think you're gonna be fit to have a baby you're just too young like you don't you, you don't have money and it's just like they're just you know the whole adoption thing like that yeah. that was that that was bad taste and then but the dad was just like fuck fuck you That's my daughter. She got it. And it's like he kind of stood up for
0: her. I don't hate them. It's irritating, but I don't hate them. Simply for for this reason. Their son died. This is a piece of their son. This is the only piece of their son that's left. He was their only child. And they see that Alice isn't psychologically okay. So they want to make sure that this baby's going to be okay. And they are well off. This is a teenage mom. And they there's a lot of layering into their reaction, which honestly is not that out of line. I'm
1: not, I'm not saying that it was out of line because what their intentions were at first I felt was, was good. We're like, we want to help. We want to be there for you. This is our, this is a part of our son. Like I understand all of that, but it was just that whole thing of them going, you can't do this. And and, and as a, as a, a mom,
0: but that's a natural thing for them to do because she's, 18
1: yeah but that's where it's like it's, it's not to sit there and go oh, okay uh, and like and she's a mother she should know that it's like like you know there should be that connection with a mom and a child so it's like to sit there and go oh we're gonna a- adopt him from you and take him away from you completely is what they wanted
0: to do well she's legally 18 so no they cannot no um, they can threaten it all day long but ultimately no yeah second of all their reaction is very natural it's actually quite in line what with what parents like that would do. Oh, of
1: course. Um,
0: it's the most grounded part of the movie of yeah. of a very surreal sort of bonkers movie. Yeah. But um, I think that their behavior was completely called for and actually I empathize with them quite a lot. So I can see why you would get upset about it and why you'd be kind of pissed off at their behavior. But I definitely see it more... They're they're coming from a place of grief and they're coming from a place of empathy, and they really just want to make sure that this baby has the best chance possible. Yeah. And a teenage mom usually ain't it.
1: No, but that's where it's like I, I feel it, it was it's more of like I'm just pissed off at the lineup. You can't do it. Salad. And, and, and that and that is a thing where it's like if she's got a, a support system of of her dad. And then she also can, you know, like again, if they want to help support her, then that's fantastic. That that is yeah, what a family that is what a family unit is supposed to do. But it was just the whole thing of saying we want to adopt her or adopt her, adopt her child, take him away from you completely because you can't do it. That that is kind of shit, and that that's it's shitty, yeah. But it's and that, shitty. That's but... what I didn't like.
0: Yeah, it's it's crappy but i don't i don't entirely disagree with them in that regard so anyway train of thought <laughs> getting back on the tracks
1: but Yes, skull rating
0: 3.2 um this movie was absolutely bananas uh the plot if you even want to call it that is held together with duct tape and prayer um it is redneck to death this script is yee motherfucking haw everybody uh it was an absolute wild west script piecemeal we're gonna put some we're gonna film some scenes and fingers crossed they all work together um
1: go find me a film it's
0: pretty much that yeah uh somehow they managed to cobble this thing together is it is it coherent no is it even mostly coherent no it's really not but it's fun and it's nuts and it's visually appealing, and there's just so much going on. And I will, I'm more inclined to forgive and go along. And I've said this in multiple episodes. Um, I'm more inclined to forgive and go along with a, a movie that tries to do too much than a movie that's lazy and gives me nothing or tries to do too little. So I give Stephen Hopkins all the credit in the world for taking one look at this going, Sure! Yeah, totally, I can do something with this. What am I doing? (laughs) And... Help me! Luckily, he was married to Rachel Talalay at the time, who was very in with the Freddy Krueger thing, so he had at least sort of a guiding hand to get through this. But he did it, and he managed to round out the end of this weird little half-baked trilogy in the middle of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, And his wife would go on to do worse later. So, good on you, Steven. Mm. Um, But yeah, 3.2, it's dumb fun. Is this the first one I reach for? No. No. But if someone says, hey, you want to watch this one? I'll be like, "Yeah, what the hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I gave this one a <laughs> literally a 1.0. I do not like this film. Um, I thought that big
0: turnaround from when you were a kid,
1: I thought that I would enjoy it a lot more, but the just that back and forth of them of just going, oh my god, that's such a cool idea, and being like ready to go for it, and all of a sudden then it just turns around like, oh, then there's it's just, it's just, it's they cocked it up. It's like, just too much of that really Too many letdowns, eh? Um, one of the I, I've, I've seen a couple of, like, YouTube, you know, reviews um, of this film, and one of them, uh, like, it blew me away because they, he's, like, defending the shit out of it, but I'm like, I mean, again if Was you, it the Joe
0: Blow one we watched?
1: Yeah, I was like oh my god, like, I mean, he's, like, making it, like oh, everyone is completely wrong, and, and, like, this, these are great films, even though they're not... Like, I'm like... It, it was just... It was weird. Um, because I've never heard anybody defend it like what he did. Um, again, Usually
0: they sound more like me. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, now, the thing is, is that if you love these films, love them. It's, it's your priority. It, 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 you do you, Boo Boo. Mm. Um, but for me, it's, like, stuff like... Um, Oh, oh, oh well, let's talk about Super Freddy for a second. Super Freddy sucks. Super Freddy sucks <laughs> so hard. And, uh, yeah, and that's a thing. And they were really going with the, the aha, um, you know, music video thing because that was a huge thing at the time. Um, and, like, that was stuff where I was like, okay, it's like, I get it. He's a comic book nerd. And they were trying to still play in with that uh, where Freddy's taking their, you know, Like certain things about them and then trying to do this whole deal. But it's just – again, it just kind of felt weird with – I like the black and white Freddy deal. But then when it turns around – Yeah, but then – and then they do like the weird doll thing of Greta you know, with the big squirrel cheeks and then the bleeding stomach. And then she falls and it's like jelly everywhere. And you can see where Marx just gets pissed and you know, so he turns into his comic book character, the Prowler. And then the whole line of like, you know, you, you lip face dick. It's like, the whole thing, is just, it doesn't feel right. And it doesn't feel, it, it feels too, like, in a weird way, comic booky. It doesn't feel, and, and not like in a good way, it, like in a phantom way. It's just not, not good. And then the whole thing of like, it's super Freddy. It's just, uh. and then the whole thing when Freddy slices him and he's the paper and then he's just like shredding him up. And I'm like, that's, it feels kind of lazy and it doesn't work for me on that. Really? It, no. And then like when, um, at the end of it where it's like, yeah, he's slicing them up. And then at the end, all you see is Mark's hand and it's all like cut up and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that's great. So how are they going to spin that? Like, what is that? Now, like, with, like, Kincaid, Kincaid got stabbed in the stomach, and then when he he kind of wakes up from the dream, he's stabbed. Right. Joey, he's in the fucking waterbed! It's like, how did Joey end up in the fucking waterbed, but Kincaid just gets stabbed in the stomach? And then, like, when you go into, uh, like, Greta, like, okay, well, Freddie starts feeding her and feeding her and feeding her, and then all of a sudden she just chokes. So it's like, okay, great. They kind of play on the whole thing with the mom. And I, and then that was something that I kind of wish they did with Alice and the dad and Dream Masters with the drunk dad and stuff like that and, like, really kind of playing on the, the parent thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, I did like where Greta comes out of the fridge and they do, like, the weird, like, Pee Wee's Playhouse, like, rotting food yeah. and stuff. That I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. And then Freddie, you know, pulling her in, uh, you know, back in. I was like, I... Like that scene, that's cool that that works. um and then like Greta just chokes and then dies. yeah, and it's just kind of like kind of anticlimactic in a weird way. There's nothing that's like gory or grotesque as much as like what it was in the dream and it's like I, I kind of feel like it's it's a little lackluster to a degree like um, and I was trying to think back to like some of the other like deaths from the earlier films. And it's like, was there anything like that where it was just like, oh, it was a horrible, grotesque scene, and then it was just like, oh, he got stabbed. I mean, it's like I was trying. To think-
0: I think Mark's death is fine. I don't. I mean, I, they fit. Each death fit the character.
1: I mean, in and the, the MPAA like they really, they really took a a a, a well, yeah, bat we've to the things. That. Yeah. So I mean, like I got to give you know the the movie kind of credit to that because they had to work around these parameters but it's just like stuff like that is just like like the whole thing with like Super Freddy and the Prowler and then it's like going into Mark's death it's just like eh I mean it was just a little a little funky I mean nothing as bad as fucking the karate scene and Dream Master but with <laughs> fucking he's
0: fighting nothing fighting nothing Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing that, that bad but it's just like it there was Ooh. stuff that was, and I kind of wish that there was more, more kills. Like I, I kind of wish they would have had it was a little real bit,
0: light on the kill count. Yeah,
1: so stuff like that. It's like, but it's just a one, just because like the story. It just they were just trying to do stuff, and it was okay idea, and then it just fell so flat. So you gave it, you're giving it a one because
0: it's just a goddamn mess.
1: It's just yeah, it's just it's just too much, and it doesn't. And Freddie, Freddie just sucks. Like, Freddy sucks in this one. No,
0: this is not a good
1: Freddy. Freddy sucks in this one. Everything
0: around Freddy's kind of fun, but Freddy himself is so cringy.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's like, if you literally compare from, like, Dream Warriors to this, because if you go in, like, this little block of Nightmare, Dream, it, it follows, as you said earlier, it follows, and it's like, you go into, like, Welcome to Primetime, bitch. Like that whole scene, like all it's a, it's a bunch of one-liners. There's a whole mess of of stuff, but it like, it's dark, it's gritty, and it works. And then you get into stuff like this boy needs, he you has know, got the need for speed. Yeah, it's it sucks. It, it's not a fun Freddy for me, and it's just, I mean, yeah, I can understand it's just empty brain candy, you know, empty calories.
0: This this particular entry also suffered from franchise fatigue yes or series fatigue whatever you want to call it people were just it happened to Saw it happens to all of those where they're basically annual cash grabs people just get tired and it's like oh goody another one and this one suffered from that so okay so it's not bad I totally get your reasons why uh, for the dislike so 3.2 for me 1 from you 1 so these are very different points of view um alrighty I literally have nothing else to say about this movie. Like yeah. I'm just glad we've already done Freddy's Dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was something that I'm like uh I was like, I, I, I almost want to go back and rewatch it because uh, after we do, that's nice. No, after we do, uh, or maybe we'll just watch, you know, some of like the dead meat stuff because they do. He does a, a fantastic job of recapping all the movies, and we don't even really have to watch it. We just go. Hey, no, we just watched, yeah, That sucked. <laughs> we just watch
0: him suffer through it. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. but, uh, I know. But I want to do the, the the retrospective that you were talking about with. Um, you know af- after just kind of doing like what we did with the halloween series oh, and just kind of ranking
0: or something. Yeah, like that?
1: going back and just yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I want to do all that. I think I think that'd be fun, but you got to do it. With
0: definitely that. do. Not need to rewatch it for that. <laughs> I'm I make know you. where it already ranks. <laughs> anyway, so join us next week as we take a brief commercial break from Springwood Springwood. Yeah, we and go down to
1: the Florida Keys. We're going
0: out to the Keys? God
1: damn, that and sucks. And
0: I want to say I'm going to be involved in this episode. <laughs> uh I will probably not be because this is going to be a 45 minute to an hour rant of lunchbox just laying into jaws the revenge but that's what you get to look forward to next week smile
1: you son of a
0: bitch because he wants to do that for his birthday for some reason (laughs) uh but in the meantime make sure you subscribe so you can get that on time on tuesday like share comment five star reviews especially are appreciated uh on itunes and we're available on whatever your favorite podcatcher is duh because you're listening to us um, join us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, slasher at Creepin It Real R E E L as in movie reel. If you particularly like us quite a lot, you can get our merch: sport a super sweet Creepin T-shirt or back to school notebook, whatever. Um, there's a bunch of home goods too, so for you college yeah. students,
1: you can get cre- p- you can get pillows and Creepin It at of real, real
0: bath mat. Yeah. <laughs> Creepinatreal.redbubble.com, or hit the link in the Instagram bio, and that'll take you directly to our Redbubble store. Um, so until next week, when we go to the Florida Keys, I've been, Mr. Smeg.
1: I've been. I, love, I was trying to sing it. It's terrible. I've been the good buddy lunchbox. <laughs> Damn it, you!
0: <laughs> and sweet dreams, everybody.